You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al, he's Brian. Let me tell you what, guys, it is day four of the offseason, and Brian and I, you know, talking like, hey, okay, what are we going to talk about? You know, we don't want to relive the Super Bowl because it's over. We don't want to live through the pain. But thank God, Brian, that we cover the San Francisco 49ers where there's never a fucking dull moment. Never a dull moment. And always something to talk about. Absolutely. I, you know, I was telling you right before we started recording, I, I haven't listened to a single football podcast this week. I mean, that's typically like my Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, like I'm, I am consuming football content and I have not listened to a damn thing. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, the pain is still there. It's still there. It's still fresh. Um, The wound is fresh. I've gotten enough salt poured in my wound. Uh, on Twitter that I don't feel like I need to listen to football podcasts to add more. So yeah, but uh, you know, it's, it's the 49ers. So there is plenty, plenty to talk about the biggest news being the one and done season of Steve Wilkes defensive coordinator out in San Francisco. And I, like I think you you tweeted out, it it was it was pretty easy to see this coming. Um, but anybody ago. who th- anybody Months who thinks ago. That, yeah anybody who thinks this has anything to do with the Super Bowl is just hasn't watched uh, the the 49ers outside of the Super Bowl. This this was a long time coming. Um, I don't necessarily think he did a terrible job. I just think that he did not fit with Kyle Shanahan and what Kyle Shanahan wants out of his defense. And the biggest, the biggest thing that you could see is the season-long disconnect between the front seven uh, and the and the back half of the defense. Steve Wilkes did wonders for the secondary, but our linebackers and our D-line looked out of sorts all year. Mm-hmm. And when that's where you sink the majority of your money, uh, you're going to want excellent performances out of those guys. And so uh, it is a one-and-done for Steve Wilkes, uh, and, and they will be looking for a new defensive coordinator. But they also lost other coaches. Anthony Lynn headed to Washington to be the same thing there, the run game coordinator. 
I think he lo- it's weird. He loses a title. Anthony Lynn was assistant head assistant coach. Assistant head coach, right? Yep. With San Francisco, he's not getting that title as far as I know with Washington. I felt like that was a weird move for him. Uh, the 49ers lost an, uh, an assistant offensive line coach. They already hired his replacement from the Raiders. And they also lost assistant defensive line coach Daryl Tapp also to the Washington Commanders. And so they'll be looking to replace that coach as well. And Kubiak is going to be the OC for the Saints now. Claire, Claire Clint. It's Clay, right? Uh, I, think I don't know. They're both spelled with a K. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's Clay or Clay. But yeah, what, <laughs> I forgot. I'll look. Hold on. Let me look it up. I have it in my notes, um, which one it is. So they are losing uh, Clint Kubiak, who is their pass game coordinator. Correct. He's going to be the Saints yeah. offensive coordinator now. Yeah. You know, with this Wilkes thing, feel like anybody who's like, oh, my God, how could they fire him are not 49ers fans? Because most 49ers right. fans are like, yeah, yeah, we get it. And there's a lot of people who are just, you know, again, whether it's Twitter or, or I'm, I'm hearing stuff on whatever TV, whatever, they're citing the numbers, right? Well, they had a top five defense and their points per game and their yards per game. And that's the same thing we did for a lot of the season where we tried to explain the problems. Away. Mm-hmm. Well, they won. Well, they only gave up 20 points. Well, they only gave up 302 yards or whatever. And we just kept explaining it away and explaining it away. While all the while it was playing, if you were really looking at it, there was something off. There was something disjointed there. Nick Bosa had said things earlier in the season where he was like, you know, he's just got to learn the way that we do things here. You could tell the defense didn't seem right. Like you said, it was the marriage between the front seven and the secondary just wasn't there. Now, fast forward a little bit into the season. After you have the debacle at the end of the half with the cover zero, when Kirk Cousins throws the touchdown at the end of the half of the Monday night game and, and Shanahan called him out. And you could think yeah, what you want about that. Threw him under and, the bus. Yeah, totally did. And people yeah. can say Kyle was should have done it. Kyle was, you know, that was classless that Kyle did it, whatever. He still did it. And right there, you if you don't see that there's a disconnect, that you don't see Kyle's not happy, I don't know what to tell you. And then there was the issue with him up in the booth. And Kyle says publicly, he should come down to the field. That, again, so if your head coach is kind of calling you out twice, but the Niners got a little bit better after the bye defensively mm-hmm. and things quieted down. But then I think it was the Cardinals game. The defense didn't look right since then. And we were saying at the end of the season, there is something off here. There's something off here. If the Niners didn't make playoffs and the season ended after week 18, he would have been fired. Then you go to the divisional game. Awful first half performance. Mm-hmm. They settled down in the second half. But if the Niners hadn't pulled that game out, Wilkes would have been fired. You look at the NFC championship game embarrassing by what the yeah. it's not even El Sacco saying it it's it's the players said it embarrassing in the first half and frankly they got lucky a little bit in the second half with drop passes and Dan Campbell maybe being too aggressive and if they didn't win that game guess what he was getting fired so the only time that I could see through this entire season where he wouldn't have been getting fired is if they somehow won a title and did he do a good right. job for three and a half quarters he did he did do a very good job for three and a half quarters. And then the Chiefs fucking ate his lunch. They adjusted. He didn't. Kyle had to call a timeout. I think it was an overtime, right? Because he it didn't was. like the defensive call. Yeah. There was a, a third and six where Rasheed Rice caught it and got a first down and told me we were almost literally saying on the television, oh, don't run this call. Don't run this defensive call. And he goes, oh, they did it because they blitzed. Yeah. He didn't do well at the end. And it didn't, it was that way the entire season. So I'm glad that most people saw him do well for three and a half quarters. It wasn't that way for most of the year. And if you're telling me 
Well, he held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in the in regulation. Brian, do you know how many times the Chiefs scored 19 points or less this year? That's where Nine I was going to Nine out of 21 yeah. games. Yeah. And they scored 21 or less, 11 out of 21 yeah. games. And the Niners ended up giving 25 ultimately. This was not a high-powered Chiefs offense. Correct. Now, did the defense play well? Yes, they did for, for a large portion of the game. Yeah. But, but this wasn't a Chiefs team that was scoring 30 points every game. This was a Chiefs team that probably, you know, is going to score about 20. So that is yeah. what it was. So it just didn't work out. It wasn't a good hire. Mm-hmm. It was John and Kyle admitting this, this just isn't going to work and we got to move on. And they nipped it in the bud. And it just, it is what it is. Regardless of what you think of Wilkes, if you were paying attention, it, this was going to happen somewhere along the line. Yeah, I, and and I'm not. I, I don't think that the defense is the reason the 49ers lost the Super Bowl. I think I, no. I genuinely believe that that this Super Bowl, this Super Bowl losses is, is squarely on Kyle Shanahan and the offense's shoulder, uh, mainly because again, this Chiefs offense wasn't very good this year. Like you said, uh, they weren't a high scoring, high powered offense. So all of this, well, he held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points. Of yeah, but. So many people did that this year. So many right. defenses did that this year. That's not a that's not a, a feather in his cap. That should have happened. And I think the biggest, to me, the 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 biggest indication that the the front seven was out of sorts all season is the run defense. They went from mm-hmm. under D'Amico Ryan's last year with not almost largely the same cast, maybe a better cast this season with the addition of Javon Hargrave and then later Randy Gregory and Chase Young. You could argue that the front seven was better this year than it was last year. And they went from, I believe, sixth to 23rd in run defense. That's a precipitous drop. And that is squarely on the shoulders of the schematic uh, designer. And that was Steve Wilkes. And, you know, Wilkes is... A, a secondary guy that is that's his bread and butter and and i have to think that whoever the 49ers do end up naming their defensive coordinator whether it be an outside hire whether it be an internal promotion um i think it's going to be somebody that is either uh known for their work with linebackers or the defensive line um i just it just feels like you know with with Sala and, and D'Amico, those were both linebackers coaches. And maybe it's mm-hmm. not even somebody with a line. Maybe it is the linebackers coach. If it's an internal hire, I assume it's Johnny Holland. If it's not, then I assume they go with somebody that either is a name that people know. Um, to me, I, I think I think the leader in the clubhouse is Brandon Staley. I, I, I put that on Twitter and I got flamed. But the one thing Florio we got to remember. Florio said the same thing. Mike Florio said that's the talk around the league is that, it, that he's the leader in the clubhouse right now. He, and 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 yesterday when I when I was trying to figure out like who can they go after because remember we're late in the cycle too that's part of the issue mm-hmm. we're really late in the cycle there's there's not a lot of names left and you know people are throwing out like Belichick and I'm like listen the yeah, 49ers don't have the money to double the size of their team facility oh. to fit Kyle and Bill's egos in the same room they're just not why going would to, and I, why would Belichick the greatest do that? coach. The greatest coach in the history of the NFL, at least in terms of Super Bowls, I know he's yeah. had a rough four years. Yeah. He is not going to come and be a defensive coordinator. For Kyle. Give Taylor. me, come on. Yeah. Should Kyle call him? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. But he's not, like, not going to take that. It's not realistic. 
and maybe you bring them in as a consultant only, right? And you get some things there. I th that makes sense to me. Naming him the defensive coordinator doesn't make sense to me. But not only that, I don't want them bringing somebody in who is just going to leave again next season. This is the fourth defensive coordinator in five seasons for the 49ers. Yeah. Now, largely that's due to their success. They're victims of their own success. But I want some consistency there. And that's where I feel like Brandon Staley is an interesting name because while he does only have one season of defensive play calling experience in the NFL, he had the number one scoring defense, the number one uh, defense in yards allowed, and the number three run defense in the NFL. That doesn't happen by accident. Did he have Aaron Donald? Did he have Jalen Ramsey? Absolutely. But it's not like the cupboard is bare here in San Francisco. Right. He would inherit some studs there as well. And not only that, but you look at you look at Steve Spagnolo was the example that I used. Steve Spagnolo was a disaster as a head coach, an abject disaster. But he's a really, really good defensive coordinator. And he's there a are great just some coordinator. Right. And there are just great. some yeah. arguably one of the greatest, right? The only coordinator in NFL history with four Super Bowls titles. But some guys just can't handle being spread too thin. You know, maybe Staley's issue was that it was too difficult for him to both scheme, coordinate, and call the defense and worry about all the other head coaching shit that head coaches have to think about with game game management, game like all of it, right? If he comes in and he just gets to concentrate on the defense, that might be what he needs. And based on how much of a disaster his head coaching stint in LA was, I would assume he's going to need a few years at least of yeah. consistency as a coordinator before he even gets another opportunity. So to me, that's a great fit. And I've, I've heard other names. I've heard a couple of the guys on Kansas city staff, which I actually think is, is not a bad idea, right? If, if you can't beat him, join him, right? If you can't, if you can't be Steve Spagnuolo, take one of his guys so he can coordinate your defense and you can learn more about it as well. Like, I, I like that idea as well. Brendan Daly like is the learn linebackers coach. Like learn how to block it so you don't have free rushers right. coming 15 times right. a game. Yeah, that's a tough one too. Um, but I, I just think that so I, I think I – and I also think that there's that connection where Staley was McVay's DC, right? And, you know, Kyle trusts McVay. They're friends. Um, Brandon Staley is, is a, is still considered and was considered a very bright defensive mind in the NFL. Again, that doesn't just go away. Even if he struggled, even though he was the defensive play caller in San Diego, San Diego, LA, um, it, I don't, I don't think that that means that he would come in and be a disaster. And not only that, but he is also versed in multiple schematic, uh, types right some people are like well if if you bring staley and then he's going to run a three four well he doesn't have to run a three four i mean he he did in in la but he doesn't have to and he's got he's got experience with some of the seattle concepts and, and all of that so mm -hmm. um to me that to me that's the hire that makes the most sense but it will be interesting to see where they go the one thing that i think you're going to see is whoever they hire is going to be around the same age if not a little bit younger than Kyle Shanahan I think that was another disconnect with with Wilkes's age 
in terms of, of, of fit within the, the culture that Shanahan has built. There's assistant coaches on that team that are old, but we haven't seen any coordinators until Wilkes. Yeah. And listen, Wilkes may have been getting me the hell out of here too. It clearly wasn't sure. working on either, on either side. Daniel Bullocks is another name I heard. Who's, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a secondary guy and that, that's yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But he's been with the team for, for all seven years, I think. Yeah. Now, right. So he's a guy who's been, yep. been in that system and, and I guess it's a possibility for him too, if he wants to hire from within, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's there, you know, Salah and Ryan's their linebacker guys. It's a front seven type defense. That's what they want to do. So we'll see, man. But get the Belichick out of your minds. Get this. I yes. heard Pete Carroll too. Oh, yeah, and, the Niners' biggest <laughs> rival for over a decade is going to come in and yeah, let me be your DC. Sure. Yeah. Give me but also orders from you, Kyle. Come on. But also, how much has Kyle Shanahan abused the Seattle defense over the past three or four seasons? Like, why are you going to bring that guy in? That's yeah. Weird. It's just that stuff just isn't. So we'll see. I, maybe it'll be a quick turnaround. I, Staley's leader in the clubhouse. I, I believe. Those reports, I, I do. I could see it. I don't know that I love it, but whatever. I mean, Kyle, this, this hire with Wilkes didn't work out, but overall, Kyle does have a good track record with coaches. Sure. So, yep. you know, again, I think you still got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've, I've also heard Vrabel. I, I don't think that is an option either. Because again, I think Vrabel's going to be a head coach next year. And B, Vrabel's only had one season as a defensive play caller, and that was with Houston. And he had the 30 sec- 32nd ranked yeah. defense in points allowed. Yeah. Like, what are we- like, everybody's clamoring for Vrabel. And I'm like, why? Like, what What are we doing? People have to, it's, it's just a name. It's just a name. But if people have to see the forest through the trees, too, too, there's jobs next year that could be open that some of these guys might be sitting in the weeds for. The Cowboys are a job. The Bills right. might be a job. Right. There's some big time jobs that could open next year that those guys are probably sitting and waiting and saying, let, let, let's see what happens next year for that. I could very well see. I mean, unless Jerry Jones just wants to win now, I could see Vrabel. Vrabel's a smart hire for them for the next five to 10 years for the Cowboys if they decide to move out for McCarthy. But, you know, Jerry Jones is also 110 years old. So, so who knows? Also, by the way, I hate it. I hate it because they're the Cowboys, but I think they made a great hire with Mike Zimmer as their. GC. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. It sucks. It's terrific I, think, for yeah. them. I don't want good things to happen to them. No, never. Absolutely. <laughs> not, never. All right, Brian, let's take a break. But when we get back, I want to talk about the other huge drama that could go on for the entire offseason. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So the first day of the offseason. First Before the Steve Rose stuff happened. Very first day. I'm like, all right, I'm still reeling. I'm sure everybody is still reeling from the Super Bowl. I'm reeling on Thursday. I was definitely still reeling on, <laughs> on Monday. Yes. I mean, I was not in good shape. I was hungover and out of sorts and disoriented and, and everything else. Sad. And one thing I did not want to hear, hear was more bad news with the 49ers. And I don't know if this is bad news because, listen, everything is raw still. There are a lot of emotions going on. And when you just lose the Super Bowl in the way that the Niners did, and Brandon Ayuk only has three catches, and looking at the film, he could have had there were some more plays there that could have been made for him and some of the stuff that I saw. There's a lot of emotion. And his brother went on social media and he said, you know, this is the exact reason why we leave in San Francisco. Mm. Uh, thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. We're forever grateful. BA to Vegas, wherever that means. But let's go to the Raiders. And then his girlfriend was on TikTok nice. and she said, this might be the last day we touch foot in Levi Stadium because we might not be out here next season. Yeah. And then Ayuk goes to whatever they were doing, cleaning out their locker or whatever on the last day. And he's got his sunglasses on and everybody's asking him questions. And he didn't really seem like he wanted to answer them. I can't blame him. And he got very emotional. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, you know, I basically said, you know, I want to be here, but we'll see type thing. Um, what happens, which of course, is it, he's going to say that the day after. You have no idea what's going on with the contract right. and everything else. Now, is Brandon Ayuk under contract for you next year? Yes. Yes. The fifth year option. Does it matter? Absolutely fucking not. Because if he wants a new contract, you're not you're not playing. You're not gonna you're gonna hold out. Like the contract has to get done this offseason. So does Ayuk want to be here? My answer to that, well, not my answer, my guess is maybe. And the reason I think that is because does he want to be on a team like the Niners won Super Bowls? I'm sure what 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 player won it? But here's the other thing with Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk was 36th in the NFL in targets this season. Yeah. 36th. And he finished top seven in yards, I believe. He is a monster receiver who in a different system would be have put up monster numbers. So to put that into um, perspective, C.D. Lamb led the NFL with 181 targets. So he had 76 more than Brandon Ayuk, 76 more targets. Ayuk, maybe and I'm, I'm just speculating here, but we look at it as, well, this is our favorite team. Why would he, why he want to be here? Right. He may be looking at it as I go somewhere else. I'm catching 125 balls for 1,600 yards and like 12 touchdowns. And maybe I go to the Hall of Fame and maybe I still go to a good team and still have a chance to win. I'm not saying he is thinking that, but maybe, right? And he's mm-hmm. going to make a shit ton of money. Brandon yeah. Ayuk is going to make so much money out on the open market. He's definitely making over $20 million. Um, And I, I got to find it. I had the spot rack or one of those things to over the cap, the top. Um, wide receivers money wise. So in guaranteed money, Cooper Cup's got 75 million in total guarantees. Tyreek Hill 72 million. Stefan Diggs 70 million. Devontae Adams 65 million. Amari Cooper 60 million. DK Metcalf is sixth with 58 million. Um Debo Samuel is seventh with 58 million as well. Is he gonna want a bigger contract than Debo? It's possible. He should. So that Niners have a big decision to make with him. Niners have a lot of decisions to make with cap stuff. The Niners have huge cap numbers coming up next year yeah. and the year after too. Absolutely huge. 
Um, they have a lot of decisions to make in terms of what they're going to do. Right now, Brian, the top 10 cap hits for 2024 for the Niners. Trent Williams, 31.5 million. Mm-hmm. Debo, 28.6 million. Mm-hmm. Armstead, 28.3 million. Warner, 24.4. Kittle, 21.9. Mooney Ward, 17.9. Hargrave, 15.4. Bosa, 14.6. That goes up to 42 million in 2026, by the way. <laughs> CMC, 14.1 million. And Ayuk is 14.1 if he stayed on, on his fifth year option. Right. Now, you just may be saying, Al, you just got to get rid of one of these guys, right? You just, whatever, you cut one of them. Debo Samuel has a $26.5 million dead cap. Yep. Eric Armstead has a $26 million dead cap. Mm -hmm. Fred Warner, $25 million dead cap. Javon Hargrave, $33 million dead cap. These these guys aren't going anywhere. No. Can they continue to kick the can down the road? They have to. Yes, maybe. That's probably what they're going to have to do, right? But we'll see. But listen, I, I don't think. I know Debo, there was a lot of drama. Kind of felt like at the end of the day, they'd figure it out. With this, I really feel it depends on what Ayuk wants to do. He may he may want to be in San Francisco. He may mm-hmm. want to go see what he can do elsewhere where he's going to get 160 targets a season, 170 yeah. targets a season. And that's that's natural. I can't blame him if he want to do that. Here's the, here's the one thing that I would say they might be able to sell him on is... I think Debo has two more years here next year and the year after. I think there's an out in the contract after that. Um, I don't think Debo is long for this team. And I I think, I think after this season, I, I think it's pretty obvious that this offense needs Brandon Ayuk more than it needs Debo Samuel. Um, Debo Samuel disappeared in the Super Bowl and it was largely because he could not get open. And that is not Debo's game. Debo is not a route runner. Debo is not a traditional wide receiver. He is a player who needs to get the ball in his hands in space. And when he does, he's incredibly, incredibly dangerous. He is the one of the emotional leaders of the team. I think he's incredibly important to this team. But at $28.5 million, I mean, you look at you look at the production of Ayuk and you look at the production of Debo this year and tell me which one you would rather pay $28.5 million to, Debo or Ayuk. And the answer, I think, is clearly Ayuk. Um, you know, Debo had a 1,000, just a shade over a 1,000 yards from scrimmage and a handful of touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk had thirteen over 1,300 yards receiving on a on a team that that didn't throw the ball very often and i i think i think one of the things you're going to see is you know th- i think this team will evolve as as brock as brock evolves and then brock becomes really expensive right you're going to have to become a team that runs through the quarterback and not through the run game like shanahan has built here just because of what you're going to have to sink into uh, that quarterback position. And so, again, I would much rather have Brandon Ayuk long-term than I would Debo Samuel long-term. And perhaps they can sell him on that as, listen, you know, two more years and then it, this it's, it's your, it's your squad. It's your team. You're, you know, you're the offensive leader because by that time, 
Christian McCaffrey will likely be gone or will be in his last mm-hmm. year. Um, George Kittle will likely be gone, right? Like this could be Brandon Ayuk's team. It could be Purdy and Ayuk's team in two years. So exercise some patience. We're going to extend you. We're going to pay you. You are going to be the man here. And maybe we can win a Super Bowl along the way in these next two years to make it even more palatable for you, if you will. So Debo's got an out after 2024. That's the potential out. So 2025 would be a dead cap at 15 million. There you if go. not, it's a cap hit at 24 million. Um, if they don't restructure or, or whatever this year. Now, I, in terms of yeah, but I would say I would and I would think because of that, he's probably not one of the restructure candidates. I think the restructure candidates are Kittle and uh Williams and Warner and maybe even um well, it's probably those probably those three are probably the most likely in my eyes because of that out. And when you look at average annual value, we went over the total guarantees. So Debo's average annual value of his contract is 28, 23.8 million. Only Diggs, Metcalf, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill have a higher average per year. Debo did not put up that kind of production this year. No. To be on par with what those guys typically do. I know Diggs had a down season, but what those guys typically do. Um, they're paying a lot of money for Debo. And he did mm-hmm. not, I don't know if he I know he went down earlier in the game. So maybe, maybe he had a little injury he, that was that was nagging him. But I was watching JT O'Sullivan's breakdown and he was all over Debo. Did you watch that? Mm-mm. So check that out, the QB school. Go to his YouTube yeah. thing. He was just he's saying he, and again, you don't know the six of it, but he there he pointed out routes where Debo looked like he wasn't running hard. And he said, regardless of whatever, he was still people were all over him. There was no mm-hmm. separation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he had 11 targets with guys basically draped over his back. He just wasn't right. able to separate. And maybe that's where part of Ayuk's frustration is, is that, again, watching that film, there were a lot of plays downfield where Purdy let it rip. Maybe he's got Ayuk for a big game. There were some yeah. plays Ayuk was open. Definitely on the the third and four with, with two minutes left, Ayuk was open on that um, blitz. But it, Purdy had said that his hot route was general, usually Jennings there at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a mess. The whole blocking for the 49ers was a mess in that game, yeah. an absolute disaster. But yeah, so I, Debo did not have a good game. Debo, Debo gets banged up a lot. Even when he plays, you know, he, get, he gets hurt. So if you do have to choose between the two, I agree with you. I think Ayuk is the guy that you want long term. I think Ayuk is, I think he had a, we had an all pro season this year, so he was yeah. a star of the season. I, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg for him. He's a phenomenal mm-hmm. wide receiver, and I think he can put up numbers like yeah. a Diggs, like like an Devontae Adams, like CD Lamb, like these guys. He can put up huge numbers if given the opportunity. And for him, again, take your 49ers glasses off. If you're just looking at this, if he plays for, I don't know, whoever, the Bills or the Titans or whoever, you're like, why wouldn't he want to go somewhere and catch 150 balls? Because he mm-hmm. could do that. You're in an offense that's going to throw to you 105 times, and you're that good. Go to an offense that's going to throw you 180 times and go to the Hall of Fame. So that that could be where he is. But like you said, if they say to him, okay, 2024, we're running it back, which they probably are going to do for the most part to try to. Yeah. But after that, this is a different team. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that, again, go look at the contracts. Go look at the ages of people. The 2025 49ers are going to look very different. Yeah. So maybe that's what you sell to sell to you. 2024, we run it back. They're gonna right. Well, you you would think if things continue on this trajectory, yeah. but 
2024, we're going to run it back. 2025, it's the Brandon Ayuk show. Because yeah. Kittle is going to be, what, 32 at that point? Mm-hmm. Debo may not be on the team. Those guys are not playing forever. They're not going to be 49ers right. forever. 2025, Brandon Ayuk may have a Diggs-Adams-type role on this team mm-hmm. with the alpha dog. Yeah. And, I, and, and if I'm the 49ers, that is what I'm looking at as well. I don't think that's just... That's I don't think that's just Brandon Ayuk hoping that I think I think that is the prudent path forward for this team uh, because again and and I I understand when it comes to these wide receiver contracts which are getting a little bit out of hand mm-hmm. the 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 flip side of that is I don't think there's ever been a time where more wide receiver talent has come into the league year after year after year after year. Uh, than than we've seen recently as well, and I don't know if that is the proliferation of seven on seven and and all that. I have no idea, but it's it, I mean it is every year you're like seven, eight, nine, ten guys that are like these could be first rounders, and you're like holy crap! Like yeah, the the talent that is coming into the league is I mean look at look at Puka Nakua. I mean he was a fifth rounder. Like yeah, the the talent coming in makes it. T- less less financially prudent to pay these big money contracts unless they are a Justin Jefferson or a Tyreek Hill or a Stefan Diggs or a a genuine or or a um Jamar Chase, right? These guys are going to get broken off because they are genuine game changers. But Ayuk is in that category. Ayuk is in that category. He's just not in an offense that throws it as much as those guys are. And so if again, it's listen, like patience, young Padawan, you, you know, you will be, you will be our alpha dog in 2025 and moving forward. And you'll be paid handsomely to do so. Um, you know, be a, be a, be a team guy for 2024. Let's run it back. Let's try and get a super bowl. And then, you know, and then we'll, we'll see where things go, but you are going to be the focal point of our, you know, our passing offense from 2025 on. And I genuinely believe that. And I think that is probably their plan. Let's take a quick break. And then I got some IU numbers that I want to throw at you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so Brandon Ayuk was seventh in the NFL with 1,342 yards. This, he had 75 receptions. <laughs> the six, that, which is just That's insane, 18 yards, 18 yards per catch. Yeah. So the next six guys, DJ Moore, 1,364, not that many more yards than him. He had 96 catches. AJ Brown, 1,456, which is about 100, a little more than 100 yards, more than Ayuk. He had 106 catches. So he had 31 more catches in just a little bit over 100 more yards. Puka Nakua, 1486 with 105 catches. So he had 30 more catches than Ayuk. Then he gets some real big numbers, 1515 for St. Brown, but he had 119 catches. 1749 for C.D. Lamb, had 135 catches. And Tyreek Hill had 1799 with 119 catches. 
So Ayuk is putting up big time yards. 1342 is a big time season. Mm-hmm. And he did miss one game this year, but Wildly 16 efficient. games he did that. Won 75 catches. <laughs> so five of the six guys in the yeah, five of the six guys ahead of Brandon Ayuk had more receptions than he did targets. That's insane. That is. And Ayuk was right there. Absolute insanity. Again, if you're Brandon Ayuk, how are you not looking at that thinking, I could put up 1,800 yards? I want to put up. Why wouldn't, if you're a football player, why wouldn't you want to go to the Hall of Fame? Why wouldn't you want to put up great great yards? Maybe he will end up doing that with the Niners. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't think so when he wants to go somewhere else. The Vegas thing is crazy to me because I don't even know who their quarterback is. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? And you go there with Devontae yeah. Adams. I don't know what that meant. But well, it's from listen, Reno. That might be it. Maybe, you know, maybe that could have something to do with it. But, you know, look, you put him on the Bills. You know, Which is, I think, Dix a great fit, be there. It's a phenomenal fit. Yeah. He's Stephon Diggs. He just slides right into Stephon Diggs' numbers with the Bills. Absolutely. Yeah. And that I think he puts phenomenal. up more numbers. I think he puts up more My, numbers than Diggs would. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, it's, it's crazy. And listen, you know, I'm a 49ers fan. We do 49ers. I hope to God they can keep it, but this is going to be something. And don't, don't come at me with like the, Oh, he's under contract. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. They have to extend him now or or they're going to, if they do not get the extension done, he's not playing on a one year deal. So it's, it either gets done or it's traded. Well, and not only that, but like, again, I understand the he's under contract, right? Unless he forfeits a season, which again, I I don't think he would do. But if your goal as a 49ers fan is to get back and win the Super Bowl next season, do you want a Brandon Ayuk who sat out all of training camp and most of the preseason in a contract dispute and then finally came in so that he didn't get fined and Right. And now all of a sudden this offense isn't nearly as good because Brandon Ayuk isn't a focal point. And so I don't care that he's under contract. I understand that. I understand that next season he plays for the 49ers or he doesn't play for anybody. But at the same time, I don't want a I don't want a a, a prolonged holdout for the the best wide receiver on on the team. And then the other thing is some of what I've I've also seen is well, why don't you just trade him? You'd get a first round pick for him. And you're right. You would get a first round pick for him. But do you know how long it takes for wide receivers to be good in this Kyle Shanahan offense? Mm -hmm. So again, you're getting rid of your best one and now you're going to bring a rookie in. How, how successful have rookies been in Kyle Shanahan's system since Kyle Shanahan has been here? There's been one that was mildly successful and that was Debo. And that was it. And Debo was successful because of the screens and the slants and, and all the things that make him still successful today. Yeah. Um, so like miss me with, with trading him because I don't care if you also then draft his replacement, that replacement is not going to be at Brandon Ayuk's level next year. And that's what you need. You need Brandon Ayuk's level next year. If you're trying to make it back to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Jarrett Bailey who covers the NFL for a couple different outlets um, I follow him on Twitter, but he had like five trades, and one of them was Brandon Ayuk to your Gumar uh, to the Buffalo Bills for a 2024 first and a 2025 third or something like that. And I, and I was like, man, like he would look really good in that offense. But that's not yeah. that doesn't work for me as a 49er fan. That doesn't work for me. I don't care that I'm getting a first round pick back because I'm not able to replace Brandon Ayuk and his production with. Mm-hmm 
with a first round pick or anybody else, you know, it's John Jennings isn't doing it. Uh, Ronnie Bell isn't doing it. Danny Gray. I don't know if he still exists. I think he might, but I'm not it's sure. Like right. Like, like you can't, you can't not have Brandon Ayuk on the team next year. If the Super Bowl is your goal. And so, you know, that's, and, and that's why I think this deal has to be done way sooner than Debo's deal got done way sooner. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's no, there's no messing around because you don't have house's money. You don't have house's money to play with. You're not the Patriots who were able to, you know, we're going to walk away from Richard Seymour. We're going to let Ty Lago because you know, we've won titles and we have house's money. We're going to let Tyreek Hill go in Kansas City. Well, you have the greatest quarterback, but still, mm-hmm. we won a title. You know, we we can make a move right. like this. We can we can try. Right. You you didn't it didn't happen this year. Yeah. You don't have House's money. And honestly, next year the windows closed with this core. Can mm-hmm. it extend after? I keep saying sure. If you replenish guys yeah. and, and Purdy ends up being continues to improve, absolutely you can still yeah. be in the conversation. But with this core, it closes after next year. It's open a little, little bit, and I'm sorry if you don't want to hear that. I'm sorry if that makes you mad. I'm sorry if you don't agree with me. You got one year with the core, and then it's that that particular window is closed. They may build mm-hmm. a different window. Some of those guys may build a different window or replace mm-hmm. that window, but some of the people that are currently in the core aren't going to be there. It's just that right. simple. So you don't have the house's money to say, like, we're going to trade Ayuk for a first because we have a Super Bowl ring, and we can take a step back or not even a step back, but retool for a couple of years, figure stuff out because now we have that ring. We have that right. title. It didn't happen. Did not happen because you can't block. And because of, I don't even want to get into it and everything else. It, it, it didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah. So you had your opportunity. You caught the chiefs in, a, in what people thought was a down year, at least offensively. Now you, if, if you're going to run it back, you got to run it back. And I, 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 you is one of those guys that you have to run back because you're trying to get to a fifth, NFC championship game in six years, which if you don't have a Brady or a Mahomes is really, really, really difficult Wild. to do. Yeah. It's already unbelievable what the Niners have done four and five years with two different quarterbacks. That is mm-hmm. unheard of, unbelievable. It's crazy what they've done. In in seven and 13 years with four different quarterbacks. That is insane. Insane that they've done that. And a lot of credit to them. It shows you how hard it's going to be again next year when you don't have that elite, elite, elite level QB. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the NFC and you just think the Packers are going to be better than they were this year. The Lions are going to be better than they were this year. The Eagles are retooling with Vic Mm -hmm. Fangio as defensive coordinator. And, you know, I don't know what that offense will look like, but it's got playmakers like Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and DeAndre Swift. And, you know, it's hard to think that they won't be good. And 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 Dallas is bringing in Mike Zimmer and and, you know, they were good already last year. But they, you know, I'm, I'm not super mm-hmm. worried about them. Seattle, <laughs> Seattle hired the guy that kicked your ass on Christmas Day. Like it's not even a guarantee that you can win the division next year. The Rams, the Rams are going to be gonna better. Be better. Yeah. Like that's the thing, it's, man. It's not. This was the, this was the year, man. And I was, don't want to harp was. on this. And, and you're the, putting this it's was true. the fucking year, man. Damn. Look, we're I always say like we're very, you know, we try to be honest on the show. I always say what I think. Mm-hmm. And I said a million times this season, like, yeah, they're all in. And like, I feel real good about this year. I feel mm-hmm. real positive. It didn't happen. Where I am next year, a lot of lot of things are going to happen between now and September. So we'll yeah. see. You know, we haven't even hit free agency in the draft. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to get back. 
this team is a year older. Yeah. They had really, I mean, they had some injuries, but overall they had really good health. It's going to be difficult, man. I'm not going to pick the Niners. I'm not going to be without Greenlaw for the majority of the season. Yeah. There's no Greenlaw. Hufunga's coming off an ACL. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be really hard, Mm -hmm. really hard. Not saying they can't Mm -hmm. do it. Still going to be a very talented team. Still should be a playoff team, but it's going to be really, really hard. And yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it and just you don't sucks. need no. and you don't need distractions like Brandon Ayuk holdouts and things like that. That's the that's right. the whole point. Is I don't care how things have happened in the past. I don't care. I don't care that Kittle signed his extension in August. I don't care. Like you've got to do things differently because it is literally the last stand mm-hmm. for this for this core. This is the last stand. You can't just do things the same way. You got to do no. something different. And, and that's going to be, that, I hope that they do. That's going to be the theme. I think of the off season as we get into a lot of off season things is, is where I agree with you with, with the core. It's, it's the last stand and you got to fix the interior of the offensive line. You have to get a right tackle. You don't have any defensive ends. You don't have any, you need somebody right. to bookend other than Bosa. I mean, on the other side of Bosa. Right. right. So you need somebody to bookend Bosa. You need another run stopper. You're going to need somebody to replace Dre Greenlaw. You need another mm-hmm. corner. Probably need another safety. Like, they have needs now. Like, mm-hmm. there's things now. Like, we're not going in the draft anymore. We're like, oh, depth. Let's go. Like, you got some serious needs. Serious yeah. needs coming up. Yeah. So, we'll see how they do it. But, shit, man. I'm getting myself off. Still, myself we're still still in it. Still <sighs> still feeling, yeah. still feeling yeah, after I'm, effects of Sunday yeah. for sure. I am. I'm still in mourning for sure. Like I oh, definitely this stuff. 100%. Just everything's going through my head right now. Like I was just, I don't know, like how many fucking tweets I did on Monday? Like 10. I just kept <laughs> thinking things. If I'm if I'm shooting off tweets, because again, it may seem like I spend a lot of time on Twitter. I, I do not. But I sometimes I just tweet my thoughts for better or worse. But like I was just thinking about needs for them. And again, we'll get into this stuff, but just like off the top of my head, like, oh man, they need an offensive tackle. Probably two because you got to plan for Trent Williams' eventual, you know, retirement in a year or two as well. They need a guard. They need defensive ends, plural. They need a corner. They need defensive tackle. They don't even have defensive tackles under contract other than Armstead and Hargrave. So they need defensive hey, they tackles. Signed T- plural. They signed T.Y. McGill, my friend. T.Y. McGill oh, is signed. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> they need a linebacker because Greenlaw's probably not going to be there. Yeah. They need safety. Gibson's not going to be gone. Hufunga, who knows with the ACL. Um, you know, do you trust Jair Brown yet? I don't know. They don't have a kick returner or a punt returner, so they'll need one of those. That, that's a huge thing. But what well, is a huge thing, I guess, because we've seen you, them lose you know the game. So have, though. you know what they do have? The only like kicker, the only, say the only kicker? kicker, the only kicker in Super Bowl history with multiple 50 plus yard field goals and it happened in the same game. <laughs> but I feel like you know what? I feel like with him. Because that's going to be another thing, too, like with, with Jake Moody. It's going to be the fucking Jake Moody roller coaster ride for the rest of our lives. Like, dude just kicked the 64-yarder. Dude just hooked an extra point. Dude just kicked the 73-yarder. Dude, dude just hooked a 32-yarder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, it's going to be like, oh, my yeah. God, Jake Moody just kicked the longest field goal in the history of the NFL, and then he misses a 22-yarder like, to win a game. <laughs> that's what it's going to That's my what right. I feel like that's going to be. So now we're going to have that roller coaster ride on top of everything else. Holy yeah. shit, man. <laughs> oh, this is going to be, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a rough off season with me, Brian. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, my God. 
All right. Well, I got a lot of other shit I want to talk about. It's not going to be today. We'll save it for another show. I'm not going to be here next week. It'll be Brian and whoever Brian decides to bring in because I got I got some shit going on. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about. Yeah, I'm going. uh, (laughs) But um, when I do come back, I want to talk about coaches that we can compare Kyle Shanahan to throughout history because I went through and I did some research. and, And when I get back, you guys left to wait whatever first week in March or whatever. I'll, I'll go over that where everybody says Andy Reed, but I think you'll be surprised with some of the other people I found too, that he's oh, sort of to right now. That's so, called the tease. It's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> just like the 49ers. Just like, just like, just like the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to God put it ever it. so close to you. you and assholes. Just, I take it away. <laughs> oh, We're not going to pick God. up that blitz. We're not going to pick oh. it up. We're going to let you run right on by. That's right. All right. Oh. Um, I'm going to go now. All right. We're going to (laughs) go. Hey, enjoy the high seas. Okay. Bye. Later. Nine zero three. One, two, three. Twenty four hundred sports is an odyssey company. 